Hello, friends, and welcome. This is episode 7 of Journey into Fandom Season 2, a podcast where I have guests on to discuss what fandoms and communities they're a part of, what their experience has been, what the memes are, and how toxic or wholesome it is. Before we get started, I gotta give my Patreon shout-out to Chris and John. Thank you both so much for supporting the show and to all my lifetime Patreon supporters. Thank you. I appreciate it tremendously. I'm your host, Karis Lunn, and today on the show we had Master Leatrix and we talked about basically everything. It was a ton of fun. We rambled about all the stuff we're into, including Kingdom Hearts. Pokemon, Star Wars, anime, and it was just a fun getting to know you conversation. We recorded this a while ago. I'm sorry I'm only getting this out now, but thank you, Latrix, for coming on the show. Now, without any further ado, please join me on this journey into fandom. Well, hello everyone. My name is Karis Lon, and welcome to another episode of Journey into Fandom. And today on the show, we have Latrix. Hello, welcome. Hello. <laughs> so good to have you on. I'm very excited. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we just gonna we just gotta chat about life and fandom and everything. So you do keyblade design. Yeah, that's mainly what I do, yeah. That's your thing, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that? Oh, geez. Um, I I started doing Keyblades. I mean, it, it's weird because I started doing them digitally back in high school. Right. So, um, this was because my friends and I we were working on like a um, you know, a Kingdom Hearts kind of story of our own and i was like oh i want to design keyblades for the characters that were work that we're creating so you know I, I just started designing keyblades for the various characters in the story and then as i continued doing it i was like hey this is really fun and i just kept doing it and then eventually i just ended up being what i am now and just making keyblades constantly all the time <laughs> <laughs> and they're so good like i love them um they're <laughs> they're so amazing yeah so if you haven't uh you need to check out master latrix on twitter all the links will be in the show notes and all that stuff so you can look at them they're so nice very beautiful but you also designed the logo for this show so thank you for doing that oh yeah you know i i'm a i'm a graphic designer as well as a digital artist so you know i just i i do a lot of you know, various, whatever, you know, you needed a logo done. And I was like, Hey, let's, you know, see what I can come up with. <laughs> yeah. And it's really great. I really love it. So thank you so much for doing that. Oh, you're um, welcome. I'm glad you like it. I have some, um, some real, 
uh, gifted friends. I'm not gifted in this area whatsoever. Like, it's just easier for me to <laughs> pay someone else to do it. I don't, <laughs> I ain't got the time. Um, yeah, we, we all busy people, so yeah, man. So Keyblades, Kingdom Hearts, we got so much coming up in life. <laughs> Um, we got the big announcement in like ten days from now, which is wild. Um, God, is it really that soon? Twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Well, we're in April tomorrow, so this I don't even understand. It's it's just so good. Is there anything that you're excited for them to announce? If you you know, that's the million dollar question at the moment. What everybody talking about? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see Kingdom Hearts 4. I have no idea how far along in development it is, but mm -hmm. I, I have no I have no doubt that it's being worked on. I just I, I highly doubt it'll be, you know, a 2022, but maybe a 2023. But I'd yeah. love to at least see it. That would be so good. I know from the um the Nvidia leak we had a while back. Mm -hmm. I know Kingdom Hearts 4 was listed so like i know it's at least coming yeah and it's funny because i think a lot of people are saying like oh it's too soon for kingdom hearts 4 look at how big of a gap it was between kingdom hearts 2 and kingdom hearts 3 and i'm like okay fair but look at the gap between kingdom hearts 1 and kingdom hearts 2 that was right. only like three years yes and they had to rework the whole game in a new engine and all that stuff it's like people never talk about that it's like you know if you do like a, a google search for two seconds like you'll you'll understand why it took them so long <laughs> to get kingdom Hearts 3 out um so yeah for real i would love to see that that would be so good and literally man i'm just excited for them to announce anything at this point um, Dark Road would be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that got delayed. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, they, they said they delayed it because it was supposed to be, like, a huge new update that they're doing. Like, they're gonna, like, expand the story past what they had initially planned, so. Hmm, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see what they do, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, but, um, but we're here for it. We're so excited, so. Um, and I think, like, you know, the community is just is just ready for something. You know, we had March Capris and we had Cage 20 this weekend, and that was a joy and a privilege. Did you catch any of that stuff? I wanted to, but I was at work the entire weekend, so Got I didn't it. get a chance to. Got it. Understandable. I, I know the um the Light versus Darkness guys did a whole presentation during March Caprice, and they, g they gave a little shout out to our Bicennial Trace project. So mm. that me and Dallin were working on. So I was very appreciative to hear about that. I wish I could have watched. That's exciting. Yeah, I missed a lot of things just because. I mean, obviously, obviously there for like my stuff, but then apart from that, I was like, man, you know, I want to sit here and like consume everything. Um, and I, and I did, I watched a, a fair bit of it on Saturday, like at least three or four hours, I think. But then on like Sunday all day, I was just super busy. Um, so yeah, but anyhow, um, it, it's all there still online to catch up on. So I'm doing that over the kind of, I'm watching like little bits and pieces here and there. And, um, 
feeling bad about myself because I'm like everyone else is so talented and I'm just here but (laughs) hey you've got this whole podcasting thing going on you've got a whole like you know content creation stuff going on not anybody can just do that (laughs) don't don't put yourself down yeah I know I just I feel like an imposter sometimes I'm like man like you got all these cool people like I don't know regular Pat and everybody and Ava and all these you know and the spaghetti bros and I'm just like man what do I do but I'm here I'm here we're doing it we're we're getting there so um yeah <laughs> anyways I, I feel that I, I, I really do mm-hmm yeah but I think, like, the cool thing um, about March Caprice is it's it's not about that. Like, they don't, you know, it's not a competition. Uh, everybody's just having a good time, and the vibe was so good. And, yeah, so um, I'm just harsh on myself. But, uh, no, it's um, it was a joy and a privilege. I saw part of the concert on Sunday that Kino, like, organized, and it was so good. Like, I was blown away. I was like, man... Oh, <laughs> so amazing. I'm going to have to go back and watch it all again because, yeah, outstanding. So, yeah, we did that. It was good. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to go in and watch that. I never got a chance to. Yeah, I'm really desperate to go to KH Reconnect next year, like to get on a plane <laughs> and go. We will see. <laughs> um, But, yeah, just in a in-person con would be out of this world so um i'm I'm hyped for this yeah so what else um why don't we talk a little bit about your fandom journey so how did you discover kingdom hearts in the first place okay um so it's actually interesting i think the first time i ever saw kingdom hearts i was over at a, at a friend's house i, I guess mm-hmm. um but he was playing this game and it was like Disney. And I was like, what the heck? What is this? This is cool though. And he was showing me like the different like drive forms because it was Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. And I was like, this is really cool. I, I want to play this. And so I played a little bit of it. I actually, I remember distinctly, it's funny. Uh, one of my first experiences with Kingdom Hearts 2 was Atlantica. Oh, yes. Let's go. <laughs> Atlantica's really not that bad, in my opinion, but anyways. I played through Atlantica, and I did the Ursula fight for him because he didn't want to do it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, I'm decent with rhythm games. I can try that. And so I I, I beat Ursula, and I'm like, this game is really cool. I want to play it. Now, I didn't have a PlayStation. I I was a Nintendo kid pretty much my entire childhood, so I, I never had a PS2. Mm-hmm. You know, when I would go over to friends' houses, they'd have PS2s, and I would get to play Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 over there. But all I really had of my own was a, a DS and a Wii. Okay. Yep. Obviously, there was no Kingdom Hearts game on the Wii. That would have been cool. Uh, but- that would be. Can you imagine, like, just waving the Wii remote by, like, a Keyblade? Oh, yeah, that would have been neat. But um, I did I did have a DS. So the first Kingdom Hearts game I properly played, like on my own, was actually three five eight days over two. Okay, awesome. So I love that game. Yes, I was yes. so into that game, and I was doing like 
I, I go back to my old save file and I'm like, I don't even know how I did some of this stuff. Cause I like maxed the um, command board with like every single slot being filled properly and like maxing levels and comboing the different pieces together. I'm like, how did I do that as a, as a kid? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so impressive. I never, I never did beat the dust flyer though. That thing was like my, that was my bane right there. I never beat the dust flyers. I never actually hundred percented that game. I never unlock Sora in the mission mode. Also, I will say this: um, uh-huh. the leech, the leech grave. <sighs> I was stuck on that fight for like a year. Oh no! I'm not kidding. I, I, that fight was so hard i don't know why they would put a fight that difficult in a ds game and then of course they followed up with the ruler of the sky which made me like genuinely furious i don't know what it was with the boss design in that game like i love that game to death but i cannot defend its boss design half the time the bosses in that game are so ridiculous I've um I've never played the whole thing. I need to get to that at some point. Um, yeah, like I own it. I like started it and didn't get very far. Like not because I didn't want to. I just kind of forgot about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, days is it's it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then all of Kingdom Hearts is to be fair. Like every game is pretty long, so. Yeah, I mean, so then the second game I got, I never actually had recoded originally. Um, so I got, I, I had a 3DS and then I had Dream Drop Distance. Okay. And I, I really liked Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. I eventually got recoded and I'm just going to be straight up honest. I don't like that game. That's fair. It's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. Yeah, but I think the reason why I don't like that game is controversial. Okay, okay, hit me. It's really not the story, it's the controls. I don't I don't like that they tried to do the birth by sleep command menu on the DS. Interesting. I think that system cuz the way they did it, you end up with the camera being controlled by one of the shoulder buttons and then the D-pad. So you have to stand still to adjust the camera unless you want it to automatically follow Sora. And that's just not good. Right. Yeah. It it drove me crazy having to readjust the camera every like 30 seconds to, to see anything. Yeah, that sounds bad and inefficient. I haven't played recoded either, so um yeah. We'll we'll get to it <laughs> in my life. I've um yeah, well, I know you like anime, so we can we can get into that in a minute. But I, I've been reading One Piece, and I just caught up like last week. So like that's kind of, that's pretty much consumed like all of my time that like I was like playing games and things. Like I just kind of haven't been doing that because I've I've just been reading One Piece. So, um, but we're done now. So yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to all of that. But yeah, so. What do you think in terms of the um the Kingdom Hearts community? Like, do you think it's wholesome and welcoming, or is there anything about it that like frustrates you? Oh, I mean, I I 
have a love hate relationship with the Kingdom Hearts community. <laughs> yeah. I love the the, you know, part of the community that I get to be a part of, the Keyblade Forge, you know. Yeah. These guys are fantastic. They're like my, you know, internet family. Yeah, they seem like a cool bunch. Oh yeah, everybody's over there is just so cool and, you know, welcoming, helpful, you know, everybody's always trying to, you know, bring each other up, help each other, you know, improve with their artwork and it's it's great community. You know, I think I think there's a problem with the Kingdom Hearts community, the larger Kingdom Hearts community as a whole, not so much um like the specifics, but like there's a gatekeeping problem I think with a lot of the Kingdom Hearts community. Oh boy. <laughs> Is there <laughs> and um, definitely not a fan of that? No, <laughs> that's fair. Um, what do you think in terms of? We could get into like anime if you want. I know you um you listed some shows that you like. Do you think that? Do you see any similarities between like those communities at Kingdom Hearts, or do you see any way that they're like different? Um, out of curiosity, I don't know the anime community. There's definitely a lot of gatekeeping in the anime community as well. Oh yes, <laughs> but I also I don't really engage in the larger anime community as a whole. I kind of just tend to stick with the shows that I like. Right. So I I tend to avoid a lot of the larger drama within the anime space because I mean I I kind of just. I, I don't keep up with, like, seasonal shows or anything. I just kind of watch what I want to watch, and that's pretty much it. For real. That's a good way to be. I respect that. I'm I'm pretty similar. Like, I'll just watch whatever the heck I want, you know, um, whenever. So, yeah. Well, are you watching anything just now? Um... Anime wise, not really. I just started mm-hmm. Moon Knight yesterday, and oh, it's already wild. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? It, definitely in a good way. I mean, it's it's got a mystery going on, and it's definitely intense. It's got a lot of stuff happening, and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> But I'm intrigued. I, I haven't read any of the, the Marvel comics. I've really only been engaged with Marvel in terms of the the movies and some of the animated series. Yeah, yeah. I also have never read any of the comics. I've seen most of the MCU movies. And uh, I've not watched any of the Marvel shows, though. I watched a little bit of Daredevil. Um, and I, I liked it. Um... I'm a little bit squeamish, like, I mean, I, I have been watching, like, Attack on Titan, so I'm not that squeamish, but, like, I think when it's, like, like r- real life versus, like, animated, like, I find it, like, worse, um, <laughs> with, like, lots of violence, so, um, yeah, I don't, I might go back to it at some point, or I might not, I don't know, so I don't know, if, if Moon Knight is kind of in that same vein, I don't know if I would enjoy it, but I am curious about it, because it seems like an interesting premise, so. I mean, it's 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 dark, but I wouldn't say it's nearly as dark as like Daredevil, because like that's like mature rated. This is still like typical MCU. Okay, okay. I would say it's probably a bit more graphic than like you know some of the MCU stuff, all but right, it's not. Right. It's not gonna be like 
Netflix Daredevil. I know they just added that to Disney Plus, but they literally had to like change the entire rating system on Disney Plus to even like add that show. So interesting. I was unaware of that. So well, cool. Yeah, Disney Plus. It's a platform. Um, we <laughs> well, we got Obi Wan coming soon, so that's exciting. That I am very excited for. Yeah, Star let's Wars. Go, let's go. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I've got Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga coming out in like five days. That's right. Oh, so that's exciting. Is it only on next gen though? It's coming on PS4. Yeah, it's coming on everything. It's on. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PS5, Series X, PC. Okay, okay. Interesting. Um, I remember I used to love the Lego Star Wars games back in the day. Um, I played all of them, so yeah. The only one I ever played was the Complete Saga back on the Wii, but I mean, I absolutely loved it, so. Yeah, I played it back on PS2. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, speaking of PlayStation and going back to Kingdom Hearts, I remember as a kid, I was so jealous of everybody that had a PSP because I wanted to play Birth by Sleep so badly <laughs> and I couldn't. Oh, no. Did you end up playing on like uh, PS3, like Final Mix or what have you? Or Yeah, so eventually I, I when I got a job... I saved up money and I bought a used PS3 just to play the 1.5 and 2.5 collections. You got it. And then literally a year later, they released them on PS4. No. <laughs> so I just sold the PS3 and bought them again on PS4. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I have them. Um, I've, I've still got them on PS3, actually. I haven't sold my PS3 yet, so... Honestly, I'm sort of regretting selling that PS3. Um, I mean, it wasn't the original model, so it wasn't like the backwards compatible one. But uh, still, I, I kind of I sort of regret selling that. I wish. Yeah, it's an underrated console, I think. I actually yeah. quite enjoyed the PS3. Well, I mean, I, I wish I hadn't sold it because, you know, with PS4, PS5, the only way to play backwards compatible PS3 games is to stream them on the cloud. And like, ugh, I don't want to do that. Awful. <laughs> yeah, and no good. I still do not have a PS5 and I don't know that I'll ever get one. Like, unless Kingdom Hearts 4 doesn't come out on PC, which, I mean. I'm thinking with Square Enix's PC initiatives now, we're probably safe from the, you know, platform exclusivity that Kingdom Hearts has had in the past. Yeah, yeah, I just, man, I would really prefer not to have to buy a PS5 because, like, I would just rather spend that money on, like, travel and getting on a plane and going somewhere than uh you know a very expensive console with very expensive games that i you know i don't know gaming is expensive enough like <laughs> yeah i i have a ps5 i mean it's it's cool but i i will say even as somebody that has a ps5 yeah, if you have a PS4, you you really don't need one right now. <laughs> right. I I think I'm good. <laughs> like there's there's nothing on PS5 that's only on PS5 that's like 
absolutely like you need this. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing would be um like uh what's it called? Intergrade. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess the 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 um the intermission DLC, I guess that was PS5 exclusive. I still don't know why. That's that was dumb. It is stupid. I am concerned that um Final Fantasy 7 remake part 2 will not come out on PS4, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um but yeah. It might not come to PS4, but they did just put FF7 remake on PC, so we should at least be safe on that. If it's on PC, that'll be okay, but I mean, well, yeah. My PC's not great in terms of I don't know. But I I wasn't I wasn't thinking ahead when I built it. Because I decided I didn't need a graphics card. Oh boy, how wrong was I? Oof. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but... I mean, I didn't at the time, but now we're like, oh. Yeah, it was a mistake. But anyways, I'm <laughs> bringing it back, bringing it back. Um, yeah, so I guess we've we've covered a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> we just been chatting about things we like, which is I, fine. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. Kind of. I. I. I don't really need a structure. I can just talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What else are you excited for at the moment? You mentioned Obi Wan. Is there anything else, like games or anything that's coming out soon? Oh my god, twenty twenty two has so many games coming out. It's honestly ridiculous. Twenty twenty two needs to slow down. <laughs> yeah. I know Breath of the Wild 2 just got delayed, and honestly, I'm kind of relieved because there's so much also coming out this year that I'm like, okay, good. That gives me a chance to breathe. Because <laughs> we've got Xenoblade 3 coming this year. Yes. Very exciting. I say it's exciting. I haven't played any of those, but that's okay. I don't actually have a Switch right now. I've been considering getting one, and maybe I will, but yeah, I don't know. I, I find myself using my Switch more often than I use my PlayStation, honestly. Yeah, yeah. P- I mean, people that have them really like them. So, yeah, I feel like I need to get on that. And then I can play Smash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that our boy's in there, yeah, Sora. <laughs> oh, yeah. I um I did play Sora in Smash when I was on vacation because a couple of my friends had it. Um and I was like, this feels just like Kingdom Hearts. Like, it's so good. It's, they designed it so well. It's wonderful. Our boy. It feels a lot like Cage 1. I, I would say I would say the way he plays in Smash reminds me the most of, like, Cage 1's controls. Yeah. It, it feels a little bit more streamlined than Cage 1, obviously. But, like, it doesn't feel quite like Cage 2, where it's, like, zippy combos and whatnot it feels like his swings are a little bit more deliberate and heavy kind of like cage one which is fine i mean that's that's the model they went with for him so yeah. i understand why they picked that 100 percent. um no i th- i really like it i think it's pretty fluid um his recovery is pretty good too his recovery is ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah um, but the funny thing was, so I was staying with my friend, my co-host from Retrospective, actually, and, like, his family and stuff. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that by the time this episode comes out, um, don't tell anyone, because it's not been announced, but, you know, season two of Retrospective will have begun. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> don't hold mm. your breath. <laughs> um, but anyways, I was staying with him and his family, 
and his five-year-old son is super good at Smash and was like beating me a ton. Like his timing was just so good. I'm like, why can I not? Well, I mean, I don't have a Switch, so I've never like really practiced before. But I'm like, man, this five-year-old child is so good. I don't. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the best at Smash either. I mean, I'm like good for a casual player. But if I try to play anybody who's even like a little bit more skilled than I am, I'll just get wiped. Yeah, so I don't think I'm, like, remotely good or anything, but, well, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> but it was fun anyways, it was fun just to, just to give it a, give it a bash, and, um, the funny thing was, our other friend was playing with us, and, like, he'd never played Smash before, ever, I don't think, and, um, you know, wasn't familiar with really any of the characters in their moveset, so because, I mean, I'm not good at Smash, but because I know Sora, like, I was actually doing okay, like, better than I was ever expecting, and, like, my other friend was just really confused and didn't know what was going on at all, so I was like, oh, I actually feel quite good about myself right now. Yeah, he he definitely plays very, like, if you've played Kingdom Hearts, you'll know exactly what to do. Yes, exactly. So I, it was very intuitive. I was like, oh, I'm actually doing not bad. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing with Sakurai, is he's so good at making every character feel like they came from the game that they're from. Yes, and I've never really, like, understood that, because I've... There's there's never been a different... Another video game series that I've really spent as much time, like, playing as Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah. But I... I find that really interesting and very intriguing. And I'm like, man, I should play more things so that when I come to Smash, I can be like, okay, up more characters. That would be fun. Man, we got um, we got Sonic 2 coming out tomorrow. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, it's coming out tomorrow for y'all. I don't get it until like next week. Oh, no. That's disappointing. Yeah, for some reason the U.S. is getting it later than Europe this time. I guess to make up for the fact that y'all got it so much earlier, uh, so much later than us last time. <laughs> Weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know. I want to see it. I really do because I really liked the first one. Yeah, so did I. I actually, I only saw it like about last year um, at my friend's house, and I actually was like, "This movie is pretty fun. It's much better than I was expecting it to yeah. be." Yeah. I was really surprised at how good that movie actually was. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey is, you know. He's the GOAT. Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey, so he kind of, as his name would suggest, he might have carried that movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm terrible. No, I enjoyed it. It's good fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that movie was honestly way better than I had hoped. I'm really excited to see this one. Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba, so I can't wait to see him as Knuckles. Yes. Oh, there's so much to look forward to. Oh, and then I really hope for the third movie they bring Shadow in, because that would just be amazing. Yeah, I I think they will. Like, I mean, they would be stupid not to. We gotta have the Edgelord. I'm fairly sure they will, because they've kind of been hinting at it. They said, oh, future movies won't follow the game's chronological timeline. And if you were to follow the game's chronological timeline, then it would be Metal Sonic, which everybody's saying, like, oh, it'll be Metal in the next movie. But I'm like, they just said they're not going to be following that. So it's going to it's going to be Shadow. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
I'm I'm trying to think of what's going to get more people to buy a ticket. And I mean, Metal Sonic has his fans. There's no doubt about that. But he does not have the same like mainstay appeal as somebody like Shadow the Hedgehog. No, like everybody loves Shadow. He's he's an edgy boy. <laughs> he's like the Vanitas of the Sonic community. Oh my god, he he <laughs> honestly, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or really, I guess it's more fair to say that Vanitas is like the Shadow the Hedgehog of the Kingdom Hearts series. That's true. That's true. I <laughs> that's a good comparison. To be fair, yeah. I wonder if there that fan fiction has to exist, right? Oh God. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't really want to know. <laughs> oh, Sonic community is weird. Let's be real. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first episode was about Sonic, and like some of the things I found out, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what kind of mind came up with this? <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, um, they're very I'm... passionate. So <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not super ingrained in the Sonic. <laughs> fandom my friend is a lot more of a sonic fan than i am i just kind of like yeah he's he's cool yeah it's a video game you know i i like the movie i played like a handful of the games that's pretty much it got it yeah but you're into you're into nintendo right so you're into pokemon in a pretty oh, big way yes yes mm-hmm. pokemon Very cool. it, it's funny i'd say my my two biggest see i mean besides kingdom hearts Mm-hmm. is probably Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Like, which um, which generation would you say? Uh, the one I started with was Gen 4, so Diamond and Pearl. Actually, I started with, I started with Platinum, specifically. Um, Man, that game is insane, like, how expensive it is right now. <laughs> I still have my original copy, so. <laughs> oh. Man, because I I used to work in a game store, and it used to be a store that people would sell their stuff to us, and like that that game sells for like seventy pound. I don't know what that is in dollars, probably like ninety or something like that. It's probably gonna be around seventy dollars still. Yeah, like maybe eighty. Yeah, maybe maybe, but it's just like a lot of money. I was like, wow. <laughs> people yeah. love these games. <laughs> Yeah, Platinum is, it's one that people have a lot of fondness for just because of how much content was in it. Yeah. But um, that was the that was the game I started with. But honestly, my favorite is probably um, the, the black and white games, Gen 5. I love Gen 5. I know everybody else seems to hate Gen 5. I don't know why. I don't understand that. Yeah. Because I'm like, these games are great. What's what's wrong with them? <laughs> and I think that's the thing, um, you know, that I've found doing this show is people, they talk about, oh, yeah, people hate this. It's like, you know, it's kind of a meme thing to say. It's like, yeah, but I mean, people aren't homogenous. Like, people are going to like different things in a thing, right? Like, it's great that you like those games. That's awesome. Yeah, well, here's the thing with the Pokemon community, though. This is this is another fandom where, much like Kingdom Hearts community, I'm, I'm more engaged in the Pokemon fandom. I can definitely say this, is that the, the Pokemon fandom is very um, 
how do I say they're they're very they, they don't know what they want. <laughs> oh, I see. Or at the very least, I, they do know what they want. But the problem is, is that, and this is the cycle every single year, is this new game sucks. The last one was better, and then you know it'll be the new game coming out. You know. Oh, the new game that just came out, it's terrible. But then one generation later, they'll be, like, remembering it fondly. Uh, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, you guys need to make up your minds. Like, I remember back when X and Y came out and everybody was like, you know, oh, they're good, but they're kind of disappointing. And now everybody's like, man, X and Y were great. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they were. But, like, why did the opinion change? <laughs> And I mean, I'll, I'll even admit I'm kind of guilty of it, too. It's, you know, when I first got my hands on X and Y, I was like, hey, you know, these are good, but they're not like, you know, the greatest thing ever. And I mean, I don't look back at them as like the greatest thing ever, but I'm like, you know, I remember them more fondly now than I think I did initially. Mm. But I don't think that's just because like the new games are worse. I think it's just because I've just grown to appreciate that game more. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think um I think Kingdom Hearts is like that a lot too because like I remember talking to Landy when he came on um Kingdom Minds and he was saying that when Kingdom Hearts 2 released people hated it. I was like, "What? No, that can't be true." <laughs> but apparently it did cuz he's been in the community for such a long time and he saw these like this visceral hatred for Kingdom Hearts 2 online. I was like, "What?" Like, and that seems to happen. It's just over time, people grow a fondness for something uh, because they see the new thing and they're like, yeah, actually, no. And I see that with, like, Star Wars, too, as well. You know, like, you know, people hated the prequels so much. And now that the, you know, the sequels came out and people didn't like those, they're like, actually, the prequels, and they're amazing. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, they are, but... <laughs> Well, some of them, uh, but like, <laughs> well, I mean, Re Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, that film is so good. It's one of my favorites, I would say. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones too. It, it's funny. I'm oh, switching to the Star Wars. Oh <laughs> Lord. Talk about a um, divisive fandom right about now. Oh boy. <laughs> is like, it? There is so much animosity yeah. in the Star Wars fandom. It's ridiculous. It's like you can't talk about Star Wars without it turning into a fight. It's true. Yeah. And I just, can we just enjoy things? <laughs> right. No, apparently we can. <laughs> There's got to be something. <laughs> I'll give my opinion right now of the sequel trilogy movies. Yeah, sure. And that is that, look, they're definitely not what a lot of people wanted them to be. There's no denying that. And I think that the direction they took, especially the, the ninth movie, was questionable. Mm. <laughs> but, you know... I'm not just going to sit here and be like, I hate them, they're terrible. Like, I still appreciate them for what they are, and that's more Star Wars. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people focus so much on what a movie isn't that everything they don't like about the movie is, it didn't do this, it didn't do that. Instead of, you know, okay, well, let's talk about what the movie did do. <laughs> yeah. 
let's instead of saying, you know, why this movie's bad because it was not this, let's, you know, let's at least judge the movie based on what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that I'll always say this. Each of the sequels, I like fine. But as a trilogy, maybe not. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, there's so much, like, weird, like, retconning and things, and I'm not even talking about, um, The Last Jedi, I'm more talking about the, the, the third movie, whatever it's called, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but anyways, not to get into that, but, you know, it's like, these movies are fine, you know, they're, <laughs> they're not the worst thing in the world, but, oh well, we can't have nice things, I guess. No, I agree with you. I think they, they're fine on their own. It's when you try to look at them as a trilogy, they don't really make a lot of sense. And that's because, you know, Force Awakens, it, here was the problem, is that they didn't have an outline for a whole trilogy. They just kind of nope. said... <laughs> and I mean, they've literally, they've literally said this, like, outright. Like, yeah, we didn't have an outline plan. And it's so, yeah, it's so evident. <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> They they handed J.J. Abrams the keys to this franchise, and he did what he could with The Force Awakens. And I, I think I think The Force Awakens actually had a mostly positive reception. Yeah, I remember people really liking it when it came out. I, I think most people were fine with The Force Awakens because it was just it, it was it was safe. It was very safe. Mm-hmm. I think. It was, yeah, it was pretty much just a remake of A New Hope, and I do wish the movie did a little bit more of its own things. But then the problem is, is that people said that. They said, you know, this movie is too derivative. We want something original. So then Ryan Johnson comes along and he says, okay, I'm going to make something original with The Last Jedi. And he does something nobody's ever seen before. Completely different, subverting everybody's expectations. And it was great. I'll say it. I enjoyed it so much. It was great, but everybody hated it. (laughs) Yep. I really like The Last Jedi. I think it's, out of the three sequel movies, it's my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Hands down. There's only one part of that movie that I'm not really a fan of, and it's the the whole Canto bite thing, and that's just because it, it just feels out of place. Like, it feels like I'm watching a side quest. <laughs> but, I mean, it's nothing compared to the number of side quests that happen in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> No, and you're right. I mean, that movie is all over the place. Yeah, but we're not here to complain about that. So, (laughs) but yeah. Well, you know, I I don't actually hate The Rise of Skywalker. I think, you know, for what it is, which is, I don't know. I know everybody has an issue with them bringing back Palpatine. And I think, here's the issue. I don't have a problem with them bringing back Palpatine. I have an issue with the way they brought back Palpatine. Yes. I I think if you wanted to bring back Palpatine, you should have set that up in the earlier movies and Mm -hmm. not just have it be somehow Palpatine returned in the third movie. Yeah. And it's like, it was so weird. It's like, you know, the, the, um, the opening scroll text and it's like the dead speak Palpatine is back. And we're like, okay, so we're, we're doing this, I guess. Yeah. Just right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> I think if they had set up for Palpatine's return in, say, The Last Jedi, it would have worked a lot better. Yeah. I mean, they had, they, and I mean, here's the issue, right? Is that they had Supreme Leader Snoke, and then Brian Johnson made the decision to have him die in The Last Jedi. And 
I actually really liked that. I thought it was different because it was like, you know, it kind of had this, oh crap, Kylo Ren really is like the main bad guy here. Like he's not going to be anybody's subservient, you know, puppet. He's going to take full control. But then they didn't really roll with that in episode nine. They, they brought Palpatine back in and were like, oh no, actually, you know, Kylo was being manipulated by Palpatine the whole time, yada, yada. I'm like, why though? Like you set up Kylo to be the main villain. Like you had him, you know, say, this is my first order. I'm going to take over the galaxy in my name. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is, you know, subverting expectations, but we're we're solidifying Kylo Ren is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then they go back on that. Right. And I think he could have still had a redemption arc, like, even if that had been the case. Like, even if he was going to be the main villain, like, at the very end, like, you know, it could have been a Darth Vader situation. Um, and so on. But nah, they just decided, hey, we're gonna. I mean, I will say I'm kind of a sucker for that. Um, the scene where you know he's been solo and he, him and Ray are fighting the Knights of Ren together, I quite enjoy that scene. I like that scene. I also liked the scene where Palpatine just I, I always call it he activates the base cannon <laughs> <laughs> because, well, maybe it was just me, but in my theater. When he did the like lightning up into the sky, the base was like turned all the way up. So like the whole theater was like vibrating. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody loves Palpatine. Let's be real. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and that's the other thing is that everybody always like complains about oh they brought back Palpatine in Episode Nine and yada yada. But it's like okay, yeah, let we can we can criticize the story all day, but can we at least like commend you know Ian McDermott for being able to come back to this role and still absolutely nail it? Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Like, there's always something to like about these films, and the Star Wars community takes it so seriously. It's like these are just silly, goofy space films you know Uh, oh i know (laughs) like (laughs) yeah can we just can we just enjoy some things you know but oh i know there's people that make this their like literal religion like it's like y'all calm down (laughs) (laughs) it's a movie right i mean rogue one supremacy let's be real but yeah (laughs) oh rogue one was fantastic and i'm quite excited for the uh cassian show Eh, that one, that one, I'm a little bit like, yeah, I'll watch it, but I'm not like crazy excited for it. I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, only because I, I have nothing against Cassie and I think he's a great character and all. It's just, you know, we, we sort of got everything from him in Rogue One. Yeah, like it's unnecessary. Like he doesn't need to have a backstory, but I'm just looking forward to going back to that world and like that era time period and stuff and you know hopefully more k2 will be fun yeah Um, i was gonna say uh, as long as they bring k2so back in i'll be i'll be happy yeah yeah yes please (laughs) i should have stayed on the ship (laughs) my favorite droids are always the ones with an attitude like chopper from rebels is my favorite astromech droid and i love him and he's great and i actually have never seen 
all of the Clone Wars or Rebels. So. Oh my god, what? I know. <laughs> well, you got some catching up to do. Oh no, <laughs> it's so long though. <laughs> well, like... I mean, The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and stuff, they're all tying into that, so. I know, like, and I think that's why I preferred Mando season one so much more because i think season two had a bunch of clone wars references that i obviously didn't understand and so you know people online are like oh freaking out but oh this and that and i'm like oh happy for you you know so yeah i don't know maybe i maybe i should i did tell i did tell vaughn when we did our star wars episode back in season one that i would and i haven't so yeah oh well i'll just say this you gotta watch rebels for grand admiral thrawn Mm, because he's like so cool i actually am aware of thrawn i have read one and a half of the star wars novels from back in the day so yeah i know that he's very much revered he's my dad's favorite star wars character interesting that's cool he read the heir to the empire books you know probably when he was like my age that's awesome so have you always liked Star Wars? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I was born in 99, like, I think a month before Phantom Menace came out. So Star Wars has literally always been, like, relevant while I was <laughs> alive. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. You know, I remember when Revenge of the Sith originally came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but I got it on DVD when it came out to DVD, and I finally got to watch it. That That is still probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah. Is Revenge of the Sith. Hayden Christensen gets a lot of hate, but I think he's he's a great actor. It's just he had to work with what he was given. Yeah. And I completely agree. You know, he did his best for what he was given. And I think, you know, given the script that he had to work with, uh, he, he did a great job. I mean, you know, everybody likes to say, you know, oh, Hayden Christensen, this Hayden Christensen, that. But I'm like, y'all are all so excited to coming back for, as Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, <laughs> right. It's so funny to watch people who like you know, 10 years ago, we're like spitting on the ground that the prequels, you know, stood on now, like revering them and holding them up the way they are. I'm like, you guys have made a complete 180. And Mm. it's just really funny that your opinion has changed so drastically on these movies. For sure. And I think part of that is probably meme culture because prequels memes are amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely think the memes have helped the prequels. <laughs> I think so. And I mean, I like prequel memes. I think they're great. I, I I like the prequels in general. I mean, I never thought they were like, you know, the greatest movies ever made, but like, I enjoy them. Yeah. You know, I never, I, I've like always defended the prequels, even mm-hmm. before, you know, the whole prequel defense thing started i was like you know pretty much the same thing i do with the sequels is like you know okay sure you can you know criticize them all you want but let's at least you know appreciate them for what they are 
instead yeah. of, you know, complain about what they're not. And that's pretty much just always been my opinion. Yeah, I really think that there's value in everything. Usually there's something that you can be like, that was good, right? There's usually some something commendable about most things, I would say. And I think it's cool to be able to find out what those are. Like, even in the wackiest, weirdest things. And you know what? Sometimes things aren't great, but you can like them anyway. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think there's there's nothing wrong with being able to appreciate a bad movie either. Yes. Like, I, I will say this. I like the, the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Oh, yeah? They're not good. <laughs> they're not good no <laughs> but i like them that's fair you're allowed to i watched the first one a lot back in the day because it was like i remember when that movie came out and people were like oh transformers like that's a weird thing to make a movie of like that weird like 80s cartoon and then it was like a big hit because you know, Michael Bay, and look at the cool camera angles, and the CGI, and Shia yeah. LaBeouf is a funny haha guy, and all that stuff, right? And people loved it. Yeah, you know, I actually I actually think the first Transformers movie was actually pretty good. Yes, and I'm sure if I went back and rewatched it, I would have a good time with it. Um, but, you know, then they they started, it started like a whole trend of, you know, bringing back nostalgia things, and I think that really... I mean, I'm sure they were doing that before the Transformers movies, but I think that was like one of the first ones that I was like really aware of that kind of hit the mainstream that people started to really like. And then I remember watching, I think the second one in the movie theater, maybe like, and then maybe I've seen it like one other time. And then I don't think I've seen any of the others. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the second one at all. I was like, oh, this is long and not that interesting. The second movie was the start of a downward trend in those movies. <laughs> yeah. The first movie was, you know, it was all right. It was good for what it was. And then the second movie was like, oh, this is where you're taking these? Really? <laughs> mm hmm. And then I kind of wondered, like, what would be the weirdest thing? for them to bring back and, like, try and remake in, like, a sort of gritty teenage style. And I was like, man, like, I don't know. What what did I really like as a kid that would be weird if they brought back? It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what's the wildest thing you can think of yeah. for them to bring back? Oh, man. what, what A live-action Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I loved Arthur. They just, didn't they just end it? I think so. Like, didn't the original series, like, just end? Like, they just aired the finale, like, last month. I think so. Yeah. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but yeah, I'm vaguely aware of that happening. That's crazy. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying to think, what would be, like, the wildest thing for them to do a live-action, like, modern-day remake of? Mm. Oh, man. Okay, this isn't like uh this isn't like a childhood thing. This is fairly recent, but I just I just imagined like, oh god, what if they did like a live action Persona 5? Oh my. Oh, oh. no. Oh. Horrible. They'd have to, Oh my god. <laughs> Man. I'm actually 
I'm cautiously optimistic about the Netflix live-action One Piece. Like, it might be horrible. I don't know. Like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic. But, like, Oda has been really involved in the casting. So, you never know. It might be okay. <laughs> and yeah. The, you know, the thing is, it's never, it's not going to ruin One Piece for me. If I don't like it, I don't have to watch it. Like, it's fine. The mind yeah. is always going to be there. So, <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not a One Piece fan. I, I've read a little bit of the manga long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I, I don't like dislike One Piece or anything. I just. I'm just not really a fan of it. Like, haven't kept up with it. Haven't really had an interest in keeping up with it. Again, not like not like a dislike as much as just a just not too interested. That's okay. Now, Fairy Tale was the anime I was like, oh yeah, crazy into. <laughs> I've never seen Fairy Tale, so it's um. It's, um, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a show. It exists. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's so ridiculous. And it's very, um, fan service heavy. Oh. Mm. So. I'm not into non-necessary fan service. I mean, yeah. there's, there's quite a lot in My Hero, but it's not the worst ever. I don't know. Like, I can tolerate some things, but other things. Like, <laughs> I had a viral tweet um, about a year ago complaining about the, the ecchi in Food Wars because I watched it not realizing it was an ecchi show. I just thought it was a shonen about, um, about you know, making food, about being a chef. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. And then <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, it's this kind of show. Okay. All right, I'm I'm out. Dropped it after two episodes, and then this tweet got like over fifteen hundred likes, and I was like, oh, "Wow!" So that was wild. Um, but yeah, uh, it was too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind that kind of stuff in anime as long as it's not like heavy handed. Like, I, I understand that's just kind of part of the humor in Japan. So, you know, that's why it's like, I, I understand, like, that's just kind of part of the, the Japanese sense of humor. So I can't, like, fault anime for, you know, being the way it is. Yeah. It's a, cult it's a, it, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, I think, Absolutely. a lot of the time. Yes. But I don't know. I mean, it's... I, I understand why people get put off by it. It's not like I'm sitting here like, you know, what's wrong? Like, why, what, what, what's wrong with it? Like, I get it. I understand why people would be uncomfortable watching stuff like that. It's like, I don't fault anybody for being like, oh, I can't watch this because it's got fan service in it. I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. I just think, like, there's a point where I can ignore some things or, like, even laugh at some jokes and be like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. But then... Like, when it's a point where it's just, that's the whole show, I'm like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> right. And th those are the ones that even I'm like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. Like, if, no. if, if, if this is all, if this is all you have, you know, you could at least, like, 
try to make the show like interesting instead of just making it you know yeah it's like uh-huh. i wanted i wanted to watch fire force because i was like oh yeah i shown it by firefighters that sounds fun and then i heard it was like an edgy and like saw some clips and was like oh uh i mean have you watched soul eater yes i have okay because it's pretty much along the same lines as soul eater really i mean it's the same guy it's the same person who making it okay soul eater was so weird <laughs> I liked it so much at the start, and then, like, I can't believe I watched the whole thing, honestly, because, like, halfway through, I just got bored out of my mind. They stopped following the manga, like, halfway through and just so tried to weird. make up the story on there. It's sort of like the original Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. It's like, nah, I'm committed. I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I don't know why I did that, because <laughs> the ending was so horrible. Um, and I was so bored, but I don't know. But I I like their outfits. They have good designs, good character designs. I'll say that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Fire Force. I mean, that one's that's made by the same author as mm-hmm. Soul Leader. So yeah, that's why I was interested in like watching it. But then I saw some clips and was like, mm, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, don't forget, you know, Blair exists in Soul Leader. So <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's fair. What else? What else is there? <laughs> Many things. I mean, there's, you know, enough to where I could keep talking for several more hours, but I know <laughs> that, you know, we can't exactly go on forever. <laughs> that is true. Is there anything else you want to chat about that you're excited for or any fandom things that is on your mind? Um, I guess um, looping it back to the, the little thing we said about Pokemon earlier, I'm excited and cautiously optimistic for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Okay. Um, yeah, I really liked Legends Arceus. I really liked the direction they took the series with that game. And I'm mm. just really hoping they don't screw it up. <laughs> I'm like, you had something good going there. Please, please, please do not go back on it and undo all of the good work you have done with Legends Arceus. That would be nice. Because I think that was the best Pokemon game in a long time. Mm -hmm. Did you play that like weird whatever it's called Pokemon Snap or something which is like basically a camera uh, no, I, I know it's a sequel to like an N64 game, and I know people really like the original N64 game. Um, but I honestly, when it comes to Pokemon, I really only care about the um, the mainline games. OK, like, I'm not super into the spinoffs of Pokemon. That's fair. So I don't really go beyond the the main generation releases. Yeah, with Pokemon. That that makes sense because I mean, you don't have all the time in the world sometimes. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's not just that, but my favorite genre of games is JRPGs. Yep. So I'm with you there. <laughs> specifically for me, it's action JRPGs. I I don't mind turn based games, but man, do I like a good action JRPG. Yeah. Okay, uh, little side tangent, but 
um, just because it's been coming up again recently. But um, if you have not played Tales of Arise, do yourself a favor and play that game. Uh, <laughs> Tales of Arise? Okay, I have not. I can check it out. I'll put it on the list. It is fantastic. Is it on... What's it on? Is it on PS4? Yes. Okay. It's on PC, too. All right. I'd recommend probably just getting it on PS4. Gotcha. That game is so good. I don't beat a lot of my games. I'm notoriously bad about beating my games. But I played, <laughs> I played all the way through Tales of Arise. Nice. Okay. And um, I'm currently going through the new Kirby game, and I'm... Oh, that game's good. Uh, <laughs> I've never played a Kirby game before. I've never played a Kirby before. This is the first one okay. that I've ever played. I haven't either, so cool. And um, yeah, it's really good so far. Nice. I am currently playing Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4. I have Dragon Quest Eleven. I have it on P. I have it on PC. Mm-hmm. But I haven't started it yet. I want to. It's it's on my list. Yeah. I have it sitting in my Epic Game Store library. It's downloaded and everything. I just I just haven't started it yet because it's such a long game. I'm like, I need to dedicate time. Yeah. Just to playing that. And that's that's the thing I'm most bad about is dedicating my time to a single game. Like I'll buy I think I buy games more often than I play games. Yes, same, which I'm <laughs> like, I, I've had, we mentioned Persona 5, actually. I've had that just lying around for like a year and haven't played it. And also Final Fantasy 15. I haven't played that either. Um, So yeah, I need to get to those. <laughs> I haven't finished Final Fantasy 15. I still need to finish Final Fantasy 15. And I have played through all of the base game of persona 5 but i haven't finished the um the like third semester in persona 5 royal yet so mm-hmm. i still need to go back and do that yeah there's so much <laughs> there's so many games and so little time <laughs> yeah that's my daily struggle <laughs> uh, i know my backlog is perpetually growing ever larger and i'm like yeah i'm never gonna get through this like, I've, I've just come to accept, like, I am never going to get through this. Yep. It's unfortunate, but... Uh, oh, it's so funny. Horizons are, uh, Horizon Forbidden West came out, and I was, like, playing it for, you know, a week. And then Elden Ring came out, and I'm like, well, so much for that game. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just get an itching to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go back and play Skyrim. <laughs> I've got so much else to play, but you know what? Oh god, you're like my friend. He's played Skyrim like over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I actually haven't done that in a while, but sometimes I just get the get the urge, but I've never beaten Skyrim. <laughs> oh, neither have I. I just like run around and you know do quests. <laughs> I I've never finished I have never gone through an entire playthrough of Skyrim. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> That's alright. That's okay. Like, I think my thing is that when something becomes a chore and you're like, I have to get this done. Like, I'm like, just stop. Right. Your mental health is more valuable than, like, grinding something out. Yeah, I, 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 I 
will drop something if I'm not interested in it. There's an anime that I started and I got through like two seasons of it thinking it was really good. Then I got to the third season and went, oh my god, I do not like the direction they are taking this and just completely dropped it. I've dropped so many shows. I've dropped shows after two episodes before. Because I can tell. I'm like, okay, if it's just going to be more of this, I'm going to be like, nah. The funny thing was I did actually drop Attack on Titan halfway through season two. And then um, I I did finish it because my friend wanted to do an episode about it for this show. So he's like, you need to finish it so that we can do the episode. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, but once I got to season three and started season three, I was like, heck yeah, I'm into this. So I did actually finish it. But yeah. I have only seen the first season of Attack on Titan. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like I thought I hated it so much and then actually got so much better. But like, I would have, I wouldn't have gone back to it had he not, you know, wanted me to for that reason. <laughs> um, but no, I understand not liking it because I didn't. Um, and I still don't think I really like season one. I think the characters are so bland. Um, until they get to like season three and then they they develop things so much better and the character writing gets so much better I think as well have you watched um have you watched Code Geass because that's like my favorite anime of all time no I haven't it's it's really good I, I'll give you a uh, I'll tell you right now it's it's a mecha anime so if you're not into that you probably wouldn't enjoy it think i've ever seen a mech show like i don't see why i wouldn't like it i like sci-fi in general stuff so yeah i'll give but, it a watch i mean it's a it's a political drama disguised as a mech anime <laughs> that sounds dope yeah it's it's really good that sounds great to me yeah i'll give it a watch i'll check it out i'll put it on my list um, it is like 50 episodes long. It's not a short show, but okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm currently watching Ace of Diamonds. It's like 75 episodes. So um, that's a baseball show. <laughs> do you, <laughs> do mm. you like sports anime? I have not watched any sports anime. Yeah, um, I I have not watched any sports anime. I'm not huge into sports. So, well, I wasn't. Um, I actually, I mean, I go to the gym and I do kickboxing, but like, I never used to do that before lockdown, but, um, uh, but, uh, I watched Haikyuu and was like, this is going to be boring. And it was so freaking good. I was like, I was like, why do I care about volleyball now? Why am I invested? In it's so funny. My mom is a volleyball coach. My sister plays volleyball. My other sister used to play volleyball. I really should watch Haikyuu. <laughs> yes, Haikyuu is, is is wonderful. I've heard that it's like, yeah, it's it's sports anime, but it's it's basically like a shonen anime that's like just in the in yeah. the like disguised as a sports anime, but like it's like a full on shonen anime. It is. It's a sports shonen. So and um and Ace of Diamonds is kind of like similar in that regard. A little more only like. I don't know, like seven or eight episodes in at this point, so we kind of only just started it, but it's got like a very similar vibe to Haikyuu, but I think it's slightly different. Um, Haikyuu is more about like how the whole 
the different teams in the show have like different philosophies and like different kind of play styles and stuff. And Ace of Diamonds seems to be more about like individual players and their like goals and stuff. So, um, so it's just more character driven. I think so. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like, it's not as in terms of the art style, it's like not so good. Like the, the characters in Ace of Diamonds are like all pretty bland. But um, anyways, yeah, sports show. It's a uh, it's a good time. <laughs> I I just I really admire japan for being able to make a show about anything and make it interesting oh yeah i mean i they they can take something that i have zero interest in and make something fascinating out of it have you seen any high school girl shows oh (laughs) jeez like a shoujo like yeah or like slice of life (laughs) um yeah i mean nothing like Nothing overtly, like, only for women or anything, but I've seen sure. a couple of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, my it's not really the my genre of choice. My my genre of choice is mostly just shonen anime, mm-hmm. but I also really like mech anime. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. Gurren Lagann, Code Geass. Oh, yeah, my brother likes Gurren Lagann. I, I have probably watched Gurren Lagann like five times. Oh yeah, specifically the specifically the second half of Gurren Lagann, which is funny. I like the second half of Gurren Lagann more than the first half, and I think I'm very much in the minority there. Most people prefer the first half of Gurren Lagann, but the second half is when they go like full sci-fi with it, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I like this. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, my favorite show of all time is K-On. So. That's mm. that's my favorite show. <laughs> yeah, I definitely haven't watched that. Um <laughs> I've, yeah, I've seen it like three times. I freaking love K-On. I, I have definitely not seen that, but Code Geass is my favorite of all time, and I've seen it like three times over. Yeah. It's I mean I own the whole series on Blu-ray. Oh, that's cool. Haven't watched K-On, haven't watched a lot of those, you know heavy slice of life shows yep that's fair it's not for everybody but there's a lot to like about it but yeah it's a good time um well great (laughs) we have talked for a for a minute (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's been it's been delightful is is there anything else (laughs) anything else you want to chat about i mean i don't want to keep you on forever (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's been fun just to riff about all this stuff and talk about things that we like. What a chill episode. This has been great. It's been nice to, like, get to know you a little more. Because, I mean, we've interacted a fair bit, like, on Twitter and stuff. But we I don't think we've ever talked on call before or anything. So, it's been fun. Uh, if, if we have, definitely not for this long. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but no, it's been f- so fun. So thank you for coming on the episode, Latrix. I really appreciate it. Oh, and, yeah, it's, it's been great. Tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. So you can you can find me on, on Twitter at, at Master Latrix, L-E-Y-T-R-X. That's, the, that's how you spell it. Um, I, I also, um, you can join my Discord, the Keyblade Forge. That's the server that i run that i am the uh, the admin and host of and I, I i hang out a lot in there and just kind of talk and 
show work in progress with my art and just kind of chill, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm on Twitter. I, I, I don't just post keyblades either. I, I do just, you know, post random, you know, whatever isms. So (laughs) if you're, if you're interested in what's going on in the world of Latrix, which I'm don't know why you would be, it's really not that interesting, but, um, (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) You can, you can follow me on Twitter or join my discord. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I know I'm in that Discord, but I haven't actually posted in a minute, so maybe I'll show up a little more. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. So that was Master Latrix on the show. We had such a fun conversation. My name is Karis Lunn. You can follow Journey Into Fandom on Twitter at J underscore Into Fandom. And I am at Karison Ford on Twitter. C-A-R-Y-S-S-O-N-F-O-R-D. Please also join the official Discord for all my podcasts retrospective and journey into fandom you can support the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash into the thank you for listening bye